the word of God. Pay heed to the call of God. And it's good to be in the Lord's house. Good to see all of you here tonight. So thankful for what God's been doing. And really God knows my heart tonight, my heart's trembling within me. Not for my sake, but surely I know and got enough confidence in God tonight to know that just as He has every night, His Word will be preached. But there's been folks here night after night, the gospel coming to their life. And there's been a turning away, pushing away, a rejection of that that God's sending that will bring life. All day there's been a fear on my heart. I, I tell you, to hear the message that we heard here in this place last night, uh, and uh, Stanley said it in the prayer room, I, I believe if there's any doubt in your heart last night who God was speaking to, I believe God made it abundantly clear uh, who He was speaking to. I, uh, as we was praying today, I began to think about how the Spirit of God uh, we'll move upon our hearts. And I tell you, it'll either condemn us or it'll raise us up. Uh, one of the two. When the Word of God's preached, uh, it'll either bring you to life or it'll bring you to such a place of condemnation and fear that you know exactly where you stand with Almighty God. I tell you, if there's a doubt in your heart tonight that things are well, you ought to get in this altar. I wouldn't wait for another word to be spoken. Uh, I tell you, if you knew how close you was to eternity, uh, it's a fearful place where I'm standing tonight and where you're standing is even more fearful. Uh, I, I, I hope tonight, as God helped us just for a little while, uh, that you won't even wait uh, for the altar call. Uh, you say, preacher, how, do you, how are you so sure that somebody knows? Uh, I tell you, the Word of God's plain. Uh, it, the, the Word of God, the Bible says there in the book of Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 4, He said it's quick, it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what it does? It gets down in there. I mean right in the, the mar of the bone. It divides the soul and the spirit. And when God gets done, there's no question in my mind. I, I've heard folks stand to their feet and say, well, if I've done anybody wrong, I want them to forgive me. I tell you, I know if I've done somebody wrong. Uh, if I've offended uh, my brothers or my sisters or if I've uh, not uh, believed the gospel, I want you to forgive me. You know whether or not you believe the gospel. That's how plain it is. How do we know that? Because our hearts. God put His Spirit down deep. Uh, in the soul of a child of God. And I know when I'm transgressing the law of God. And I tell you, when the Holy Ghost conviction power of God settled on my soul one Sunday morning, God left no doubt where I stood with Him. Uh, I didn't go home that day wondering whether or not maybe I was okay. Brother, I went home maybe still looking to hide. Maybe thinking somehow there's a way of escape outside of the bounds that God said that I could escape. But nevertheless, I knew in my heart, I knew beyond any doubt that I was lost and undone without God. God help us tonight that you pray for us just for a little while. My, my heart's been trembling all day. 
Uh, and I, I know that the Lord will help us even tonight uh, here in this place. And so, church, I want to uh, say to you, and especially to those of you maybe have never been to this place before, maybe you're a young convert, you never felt uh, what the church is beginning to feel. Uh, listen, don't get scared. Don't don't pull away from that. But I, as God begins to lay that burden even heavier on the church, I tell you, just get a hold of that. Get under that. Begin to bear that up to God. After a while, God will give deliverance. I tell you, I'm not here tonight with no hope. Uh, but I, I'm looking for, I, I'm believing, I'm trusting that God's going to break that prideful spirit. Brother, that, that is often lifted up before God. Uh, he, he says there over in the book of Isaiah, I believe it is, uh, he, he said, does God see us? Who, who is God that He sees us? I, I tell you, God looks right down into the, the very recesses of our heart. Brother Bill Brown one night was preaching. I was just a young man. Isaac, probably not as old as you are. And, and he preached his way right down in front of me. And as he said something that night, it's been ingrained in my soul uh, ever since. He said, there are no hidden places in the heart of man that God can't see. There's not a place so dark that his light won't shine into. Brother, that struck fear in my soul when I began to realize we're not talking about man. We're not talking uh, tonight about Gerald. We're not talking about Brother Dean. For myself, but we're talking about Almighty God, and He sees everything tonight. Nothing's hid from Him. You pray for us just for a few minutes in chapter 1, the book of Hebrews. I want to read just a, a few verses here, and then maybe over in chapter 2, just a few verses, and I'll do my best just to follow God. In chapter 1, if you want to rest from your seats as we read tonight, I don't want you to grow weary as we preach, because I don't know how long I'm going to be. I'll be here just as long as God says preach, and when I get done, I'm going to just be done. Uh, but I, I, I trust tonight that you'll just uh, stay with us and pray for us. I tell you, church, let me say this to you tonight. There's folks in this building, their very eternal lives are at stake. Brother, somebody tonight is standing between heaven and hell. Whether what they do tonight with the gospel could forever determine their eternal fate. So that ought to make you and I, if it means staying all night, we'd be willing uh, to stay all night. If that means forsaking our jobs tomorrow, preacher, I can't do without my job. God help us tonight. Brother, to realize that there's some things in this life that are so important that nothing else should rise above it. God has granted this church. Listen to me tonight before I read. God has granted this church a little space of time, a little grace, a little space of reviving, if you will. And God, praise His name, has for the last few nights been reaching out to some souls. Brother, been reaching out and touching the hearts of men, women, boys and girls that are lost. That ought to make you rejoice in your heart that God smiled yet again on you. Brother, on your prayers and send the word your way. So stay with us tonight till God is finished. God help us. In chapter 1 the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom... 
also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself first our sins set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Now listen to what He says in chapter 2, verse 1. He said, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. He said, For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him. Our Father, we pray God use us tonight one more time. Lord, we beg You help. God, we pray, Lord, give us clarity of thought in every word that be spoken. Father, we pray under the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God, just settle down in the hearts of these that are in this place tonight. Father, we beg you, God, that you will just, I take this word, God, convict their hearts to such a place. Father, that this pride, this holding that's in their heart will be broken. Father, and they'll just fall on their face. God, even if it's right where they say it. God, we pray, Lord, let their hearts be humbled before you. That they may know you, who is the true God. Father, that they may know the gift of salvation. Lord, use this, God, for your honor and glory. We'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing tonight for the reading of God's Word. I went home last night and all I could think about was time. Oh, God, it's been running through my mind even this day. How much time do you think you've got? Brother, how many days do you think you can reject the Word of God and God just continue uh, to pacify you? Brother, just continue to send His Word your way. Well, preacher, God's a merciful God. Uh, Let me say this to us tonight. You be uh, very careful to listen to what God says to our hearts. Brother, there's a space of time that God will open up. Brother, the windows of heaven and He'll pour out mercy and love and grace upon our lives. And He'll allow the Word of God to be preached and to fall upon our ears and to settle down in the recesses of our heart. Brother, but I tell you, God will not always, this man said it last night, God's not always going to strive with you. Brother, not every service you come in, God help us. You know, I begin to think about some services that have been in through the years. Brother, when the fear of God would settle on the place and God would begin to preach and you knew if somebody didn't move, it could be their last time. Brother, I've been in services where the man of God went so far as to preach that this is your last time. And I've been in services where those folks moved and in services where they never moved. Brother, and some of them never again as the Word of God fell upon their lives. But I preacher, I've always told that as long as I'm breathing in this world, there's hope for me. I tell you, when God says it's enough, you may live more years on this earth, but you'll lift your eyes in hell just as soon as you take your last breath. If the call of God never comes to your life again, no matter how long you sit in the house of God, no matter how much you long for it, brother, without the pulling and the drawing of the Holy Ghost of God, you cannot be saved. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I talked with a man one time in Alabama. You know what? It made me realize how serious it was. He, he told this to me one night. Tears are running off his face. Went to the floor where he is a standing. And he said, Preacher, he said, In the days of my youth, God was dealing with my heart. And he said, I was busy working. I was busy down at the bars and uh, just having a big time. And he said, my wife would get me to go to church with her. And he said, I'd go and God began to deal with my heart. And he said, I rejected that. Matter of fact, he said, I laughed at that. I scoffed at the people of God. And I put that away. And he said, when I was in my 50s, down on the farm, he said, I had an accident. Almost lost my life. He said, I realized how close I was to death. And he said, I began to think, you know what? I better get things straightened out with God. And he said, I started attending church faithfully. Service after service. He said, not one thing took place down in the house of God that I wasn't present. And he said, you know what the sad thing was? He said, many times, Brother Dane, the man of God, would stand and preach the gospel. And salvation would be being preached on. And he said, God would not deal with my heart. Oh, he said, I long to feel that. That I had found in the days of my youth. And he stood before me at 74 years old. Brother, he wept the floor and he said, Oh, the mercy of God that about three weeks ago, I finally got to hear that one more time. You know, God would have been just and righteous had he not ever been able to feel that drawing of the Holy Ghost of God ever again. I tell you and I, Today, the Word of God says to us here in the Word of God in chapter 1, He said, God at sundry times, uh, at various times, different times, He said in diverse manners and maybe uh, a lot of different ways, He said, spoken time past unto the fathers by the prophets. But He said, hath in these last days uh, spoken unto us by His Son. I want to tell you something tonight. God still, His Son is still speaking. Through the preaching of the gospel, the word is going out at the hearts even here tonight. What you do with it, you'll be forever judged in heaven. Oh, God, help me tonight just to get it just as plain as I know how to get it. Brother, we're living in a time of clear when folks want to love and they say, well, so and so caused me to do this. And if it hadn't been for old preacher so and so, then I might have done this. Listen to me tonight. I tell you, you'll be judged by yourself and you alone. There won't be nobody else to stand there and to plead for you or against you except the Son of God. Brother, He'll stand there on that day and He'll either be your advocate or He'll be that one that stands against you. Brother, as the worst prosecutor you've ever saw in this world, Brother, it says, I do not know Him or her. you realize tonight how close you are? How close? Let me read something to you tonight. Over in the book of James, chapter 4, James is writing and he begins to, to say some things in verse 13. He said, go to now. 
you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there here and buy and sell and get gain. Isn't that the most presumptuous thing you ever heard? Brother, how often we do it today? Well, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Tomorrow, maybe the next day, I'm going to go down to this place. Not realizing that tomorrow or the next day you might not be alive. Brother, you might not draw another breath beyond this uh, this service tonight. And God could take you from these walks of life. But tonight, God has allowed mercy. Oh, God help us tonight. Mercy to be upon your life that you may hear the words of life. We'll preach what you're preaching to us. Yes, the better preaching to us like you absolutely hate us. Oh, God, if you could look into the depths of my soul and see, brother, my heart for you. Brother Paul said in the word of God, I wish myself a curse. I would. Tonight, if I could do it for you, I would do Paul was willing to sacrifice his very life and be a curse from Christ that his brethren might know the Lord Jesus. I want to tell you something, it made no difference how much Paul desired for them or felt for them. It was left to them to hear what was the Word of God. To decide for themselves. You, you know, I begin to think of Brother Gerald Einstein. I was preaching there about Brother Paul and how he began to be brought before Felix and before Festus and before Agrippa. You know, there's three men that God Almighty gave opportunity to. Brother, they heard the Word of God. They heard the testimony of the Apostle Paul. And every one of them just shuffled him on down the line. Well, I don't want to deal with that today. I'm going to send you on up to the next one. Maybe that's above my pay grade. God help us tonight, brother. Listen to me as God helps me just for a little while. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Well, preacher, I've got a lot of things I've got to get straight out in my own mind. Let me tell you something. The devil will offer every excuse in the world. You'll never get that straight out. Never. There will always be something that will hinder your way until you just resign yourself to fall at the mercy of a holy God. I've talked with men and women in this world. As Brother Gerald said, every excuse you can imagine. Well, I've got to get this fixed up and I've got to get that fixed up. Brother, let me say this to you tonight. No one way to ever get your life fixed in this world is just put it in the hands of God. Church attendance ain't going to do it. Just being a bitter person in this world ain't going to do it. Just deciding you're going to try to do your best how to be a Christian in this world ain't going to do it. I'll tell you what will do it is when you hear the Word of God and you humble yourself and you ask God to save you. Brother, then the Savior will move in and He'll change your life. Amen. A lot of men have tried to do it. A lot. Through these walks of life. A lot tried to turn over a new leaf. Had a young lady years ago call me. She said, Preacher, I, I want to get my life straightened out. I said, You can. You can. God, God will help you to do that if you're willing to do it. 
And she came to the house of God for just a service or two. Came into the altar one Sunday morning. Got up to her feet. Just uh, uh, looked like after maybe the right stuff. Oh, she said, I love the church. I everywhere you go, I'm going to go. I mean, brother, just right down the line that Ruth said, I dare to lay on me. You know what? I ain't saw her since that Sunday morning. Just gone. Brother, never returned to the house of God. Her life is a wreck. Listen, you must. Must. Be born again. Right there. That's the only thing that will change you. He said, You're in the Word of God. You'll continue there a year and buy and sell and get gained. But James said, Whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow. And he asked the question, For what is your life? I began to ponder on that today. The words of a man that's nearly 94 years old come back to my mind just a few days, about three days before he left this world. Only difference, he is saved. Right with God. My grandfather on Friday before he died, on Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was, I can't remember exactly. We were out and was eating, and he said to me, he said, I, I'm about ready to go. And I, I, I thought, well, he's talking about getting ready to go to the house. And I said, Papa, we're going to go in just a minute. No, son, he said, you don't realize what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about going back over there on Alexander. He said, I'm talking about, I'm fixing to leave here. Brother, you know what? He caught me by the hand. And he said, son, let me tell you something. Whatever you're going to do in this world, he said, you better do it quickly. Because he said the days vanish just like a vapor. And he said, you know what? He said, here I am. Almost 94 years old. I mean, just a few days. Jordan being 94. And he said, I looked around. And it's just been a day or two since I was running through the fields and playing in the creeks and climbing the trees. And he said, I don't know where it went to, but it's just gone. It's gone. Whatever you're going to do, you better do now. I kind of just passed that off, shook that off. An old man talking, reminiscing, not realizing, brother, he is looking at it. I believe God had showed it to him. The last Sunday is here in this world. I was pastoring across the mountain, but they said he shouted all over the house. Said God stirred him up there in the preaching, said he got up. Brother, just worshiping, praising the Lord. Then he come down the aisles, left his standing back there. He got where he couldn't hardly walk. Fire of God just carried him through that church out. Brother, as you shouted the praises of God, isn't that how you'd like to leave in this world? Well, if you're going to leave like that, brother, you must have Jesus. You can't do it in your own righteousness, your own self. Otherwise, you'll leave here. Brother, just like the one girl said last time, brother, screaming that I'm burning in this world. I've got some wonderful friends in Alabama. I saw Sister Polly Clements sat one night in her living room weeping. She told me the story of her son-in-law. The daughter sat down with Rebecca acknowledged everything she said was the truth. She said he hated God with a passion. She said he'd walk in my house, not in his house, but in my house. And she said, if there's a Bible laying on the table, said he'd get it and stuff it in something so he didn't even have to look at it. Gospel music playing on the radio, he cut the radio 
say, I don't want to hear that garbage. Brother, but I have to tell you the day came. The day came to that man's life when he had to give anything. To have been able to back up the days and redo. He got sick. Still have nothing to do with God. Folks have come by and visit with him. He'd tell them, get out of my house. Brother, one night hell slipped up on him. I want to tell you, he began to look down the flames and he told his wife, he said, you call that preacher. You call him down here. I'm not telling you some fairy tale tonight. Brother, I'm telling you about a literal hell. Brother, that folks are plunging on in through every single day that we live in this world. Brother, he said, you call that preacher man. I was looking right in the flames of hell. She dialed the number. But by the time he got there, brother, he was a screaming. Brother, to a place that he didn't even realize nobody was around her. And he was a saying, the man on fire. My feet are burning. Do something for me. Nothing. Brother, the preacher man testified. Brother Jerry did the fact. He said, I believe you. I prayed God on my face beside of his bed, praying unto God, God bring him back far enough that I can talk to him. He went out of here screaming, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Preacher, I don't believe in motels. I'll tell you just as much as one of these days my faith will become sight, and I'll see the Lamb of God for who he is. There's folks in this world that'll look right into the flames of hell and realize, Brother Nathan, that it's just as real as heaven is. He said, God's spoken to us by His Son. He said, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now listen, he begins to speak about even how serious God was about the things under even the law. He says, if the word spoken by angels were steadfast, if every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, if God under the law, brother, before the day of grace, require of them that penalty of sin, how much more do you think it's going to be today for you and I that know and have heard and have seen this book opened up and preached in the power of Almighty God? How responsible do you think we're going to be? Well, help us tonight to realize how fleeting this life is. Doesn't matter whether you're young or old. I said goodbye to one of my friends one Monday morning, or one Monday evening, I should say. You know what I said? I'll see you tomorrow. But I didn't. So he started down, just above where Scott Brown lives over there, around the Highway High Road. Nobody even knows what happened. No skid marks. Nothing in this world to even leave a sign of exactly what happened. Brother, but off the bank he went, dead centered a big old tree over there and left this world at 17 years old. Just like that. You know what words begin to fill the back in? And even then, and many that didn't put no fear in their life, well, that happened to Brian, that won't happen to me. 
You know what? That's the biggest lie the devil telling in our ears today. He's whispering in our ears. Well, it's different for me. I'm going to tell you something. Everything that's in this book is common to every man. It matters not about his status in this life. It don't matter if he's rich or he's poor. It doesn't matter tonight whether he's uh, educated or not educated. It doesn't make any difference. God's requiring the same thing. Everyone does. Everyone does. I read it this evening. It's so important God put it in the book twice. We find it in the book of Proverbs, chapter 14 and chapter 16. He said, there's a way that seemeth right unto man. You know what? Men are on that way. Every day. They're traveling down that highway just as far as they can go. And they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Some of them are doing it in their goodness. Some of them are just doing it uh, because of who they are. They don't care what nobody thinks about it. Brother, but in their mind, the Word of God said every man in his own eyes are right. That's not exact quote, but I can read it to you. What changes that? You know what? I felt like I was a pretty good boy. You know, the Lord showed up one Sunday morning. And you know what happened? I realized God was apparently in my buddies across the aisle. Then, me and you as friends, even at a young age. I didn't say to you a little better than me. You're okay. Well, you know what God done? He let me see the magnified Lamb of God. And He said, how do you measure up to that? You know that's what you're going to be judged by? God's looking for perfection. Are you perfect? Man be a fool to say that in his own self, he's perfect. My wife tell me that every once in a while. She thinks you don't do anything wrong. You know what? That's the mind of men. Sometimes we're like that. Well, we get prideful in spirit. We begin to think, you know what? My way's right and everybody else is wrong. But I'm going to tell you something. God set forth His Word in this uh, world and it's right. And the Word of God said, let God be truth and every man alive. That goes for the preachers. That goes for the deacons in the church. Brother, right down to the last one of us, God Almighty this evening is requiring of us His Word. And He told Nicodemus there in the third chapter of John, I believe it is, you must be born again. You must. There's no two ways about it. Well, preacher, I've made a profession. I've been baptized. I want to ask you something tonight. Why? Is the power of God not on your life? Why is there such fear in your heart tonight? Why? If you're right with God, why? Brother Gerald said last night, he said, as I was preaching, he said, the power of God raised some of you up and some of you went down. What causes that? Well, I'll tell you, in the book of Timothy, the Word of God said, the Lord knoweth them that are His. Brother, God knows every one of them that's His. They might have their name on the church roll somewhere or another, but if they ain't His, God says they ain't none of mine. He says here in the Word of God, how shall we escape? Let that sink in your heart just a minute. 
How are you going to escape the wrath of Almighty God if you let this salvation? He called it a great salvation. I don't even know if that word does it justice. I don't even know how. I don't know if there's enough words in the English language or enough adjectives in this world to describe the salvation of Almighty God. They can take a filthy sinner and make him a saint of God. But the Word of God says here, a great salvation. What is it tonight to tender your heart and laying down your will and getting in this altar and just asking God to help? Is it pride? If it is, God said He hated it. Hated it. Brother, it's a stink in His nostrils. And it'll be part of the reason that many plunge off into everlasting darkness, see, that it's because the pride in their heart wouldn't let them for one moment of time humble themselves before God. Let me read it to you again. I want you to hear it. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. I want to tell you something. God's still confirming it tonight. He didn't stop in the days of the, uh, the disciples and the apostles in this world. God's had men and still even now. Brother, there's been some standing preaching this week. There's been others in your past. Without a doubt. That God has confirmed by the Holy Ghost of God. That His Word is true. You know, there's a great cloud of witnesses. Through the ages, God, as He saved the dying soul of men and women, boys and girls, brother, even this night, they're cheering on the saints of God unto glory, brother. They're calling our names, beckoning us to that shore that's so wonderful. And yet, even today, they'll stand as a testimony against them that reject the Word of God. You know, Jesus, I, I preached this maybe a year or two ago over at Lust Chapel. And it never really settled on me like it did that morning. But he, he began to talk about some there in the Word of God. And, and he said if they had had an entire, inside on, brother, if they had had in Sodom and Gomorrah, the things that you've heard in this world, he said they'd have humbled their hearts. And he said, they'll stand and testify against you. I'll tell you something. You and I are left without excuse this night. If I wind up tonight or you wind up splitting hell wide open, whose thoughts it going to be? It'd be mine and it'd be yours. The gospel I've heard preached in my life if I had not heeded it and not turned to it, you know what? It would have been nobody's fault but mine. Preacher, if this would take place and that would take place, I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that needed to take place has already taken place. Our darling Lord died on the cross of Calvary, hung between heaven and earth, gave His life a ransom that every one of us could be saved. Brooke was taken down to a bar of tomb 
And there the Bible said he preached to the spirits in prison. Bro, oh, oh Lord, help us tonight. Listen, I tell you, he didn't leave nothing undone, did he? Them old saints of God, brother, they've been a fourth time and was looking for the coming of Christ. Brother Dwayne was a preaching one night. I've never heard it like Tevin as he is preaching that night. He said he went before him and he said, I'm here, I'm here. God stands out, I'm here. I'm here. Conquered death, hell, and the grave. So you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. What else do you need? What else? It's awful quiet. You better enjoy it. You better enjoy it. Because I tell you where you're headed. Brother, he's awfully screaming, gnashing of teeth. Brother, you talk about just plunging forever in darkness, never being able for one moment of time to ever find any peace. This man of God preached it as well last night as I've ever heard. How long should God tarry? Should God wait till tomorrow night? You heed the call of God tomorrow. Preacher, God, give me a little time. I tell you, all week long. All week long, and if the truth's known, probably before that. God's been speaking to your life. Been drawing you. What's hindering you tonight? From just falling in the hands of a merciful God. Today, this God stands in mercy. Today, this God stands in long suffering. I think it's over in the book of Second Peter. We find where some, even in that day, where's the promise of His coming? Oh, we've heard these things, preachers, since our fathers fell asleep. I tell you, don't you mistake the long suffering of God. For one moment of a lack of judgment. Not one moment could you mistake God passing by this way as if it'll be here forever. Because after a while, God will say it's enough. It's enough. You need proof of that? Look through this book. How many times do we see God come to His own people, His chosen people? Brother, the Word of God preached to their life, beckoning them to turn from their wicked ways. To heed the call of God. And oftentimes it is plunged on straight forward. God had sent them off into captivity. Brother, let the enemy come against them, destroy it, kill their children. How often are we going to expect that God would pass by this way tonight? I went home last night. I prayed for you through the night that God would give you more time. God, please, please, give them more time. Let them hear this one more message. God, maybe they'll just take one more. I was praying in the morning today. And I went over there and that word began to come out of my mouth again. God, just give them more time. 
Thoughts begin to thunder in my soul. How much more time should I give them? What a question. I didn't have an answer for that because I believe God would be just tonight if you never heard another word of mercy. He would. God wouldn't be unrighteous in that. If you'd have went home last night and closed your eyes and had never woke again, God would have been righteous in taking you. Brother, the word we heard last night, Brother Gerald asked at the end of service last night, he said, is this enough? I want to tell you something, what was preached last night was enough to save all the world. Not one soul could have stood before God and said, I didn't know. You know, this word is sure. It's been preached several times this week. It's, been, it's forever settled in heaven. This word is not going to move. Not for me. Not for you. Not because days are different than they was a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago. This word is the same, the cause the same. The gospel that's been preached to you is the same thing that's preached on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost of God began to move on Peter and he began to preach that same word. That question in your soul tonight, that Peter, that's in your heart, that's the mercy of God. So I preached the other night. How Jesus said to them, how oft, how oft I gathered you together. I gathered your children together. As a hen, up or chick, if you would not. Behold your house, left unto you best. You talked about an empty place. Brother, sister, the day that God Almighty no longer lets that fear abide in your heart. You know these folks are running loose in our world today, and nothing in this world will ever turn. The call of God came to their life time and time again. They could have heard what the gospel had to say. Brother, God turned them over to a reprobate mind. Brother, their minds are just as void of understanding as a child. And more so. Preacher, that ain't who God is. You better read this book. You better read this book. I tell you, there's folks today that's been turned over to their own devices. They'll destroy them own selves through their own lust of this flesh. And seeking after the pleasures of this world. Is God righteous and let them do that? They heard the call of God. This man said it last night. I believe he said the truth. He said, I don't believe that there's not one man. You know, I read about a fellow one time. Just amazed me. This man was a brilliant man. One of the most renowned scientists in the world. Had articles uh, published in the uh, journals of medicine and of science, one after another. Would not go to church. Didn't believe he was even a god. That's where his learning had taken him at the time through his years of schooling. But he began to study something. And the more he studied that, Brother Gerald, he said he began to realize how great 
the improbability of just it happening on its own. He began to, in that, God began to show him, the Creator, that there was a design. There was one that had spoke this into existence. And after a while, Brother God began to deal with his heart in such a way, his grandmother, he said, was a woman that loved God. He said, I hadn't been to her house and seen her in years. Because I despised her. Couldn't stand it every time I went. She'd say something about God. And he said when God began to reveal Himself through my mind, through that that I was studying, He said I made my way down there to her house and she said, won't you go church with me tonight? We're having revival. Brother God put Him right in the place where He could hear the gospel. You know that man got saved? and was exiled from the scientific and the medical community. They wanted nothing else to do with him. When he said, all them things that I told you in the past was a lie. God revealed to me who the true God is. I can read it to you tonight. The first chapter of Romans. The Word of God said by His creation, we could see the Godhead. Brother, I tell you, when you look out over this vast world, you see the wind blowing through the trees. God likened salvation to that very thing. The Spirit of God. We don't know where it comes from. We can't see where it's going. I don't know your heart tonight, but God does. God does. You know what is that Spirit of God, just like the wind stood up lodging in your heart? You know tonight God's speaking to you. You can be saved, but you're going to have to humble your pride first. You're going to have to turn loose of all them things that you've done in the past. i never forget. I told some of these men not too long ago, and he's not here tonight. But if he's here, he'd stand and testify to this fact. Well, Thomas Hill said, I was in the altar with him when he got saved. There's four of us around him that night. I'll never forget his words. He turned around there and he said, boys, let's pray one more time. I want to be sure. He said, I made a profession as a young man. They jerked me up off the altar and told me I was all right. And he said, here I've been all this, all this time lost. And he said, I don't want to make that mistake again. I'll tell you what, he come up the next time. There ain't been no doubt what God done in his life. You know what he had to do? He had to let all that go. He had to realize that every bit of that that had happened in his childhood, that, that profession, that baptism, it was false. It wasn't of God. He had to just lay that at his feet. Say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. You know, he'd been nights in this revival and he sat back there. I preached tears run down his face. I know that for a fact. I preach revivals at the church where he goes now. He said to me the other night, coming out of the prayer room, I said something the other night about praying for Wilma, Tracy's mom. He said, Lord, I used to bear that woman. He said, she'd come see me sometimes. And he said, she'd just love on me, cry. Tell me how she is praying for me and God wanted to save me. 
And he said, I want to run like a scared chicken. And that's why I couldn't run. I said, run. Y'all thought you were in the place tonight. A wonderful place. This may feel like the most fearful place you've ever been in this world. And it is. But I'll say this tonight. This is the most wonderful place that you could absolutely be. Because God's standing ready tonight. With your step of faith to save you. Finally get us a song. Let's stand tonight. You know what? I don't believe that there's a soul in this house that's saved by the grace of God that's looking at you in any way other than just praying to God that you'd come to Him. All those things the devil's telling you, just lay them to the side. Don't get in this altar. You've been coming. I believe somebody's been coming night after night. Something's been drawing you. You know what? Every night that fear's just increased a little bit. Every single night. Brother, that dread. Maybe I'll just stay home tonight. For some reason you can't. You're here in the house of God. That's the gift of Almighty God. That's the convicting power that's drawing you to repentance. You know what God's saying? Come lay all that fear down my feet. Resign yourself to me. Just ask me to save you. And I will. God will do that. That's who He is. When He's calling, you can be saved. As they sing tonight, would you do that? 545. Would you come? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't let the devil keep you there. There's a great day coming. A great day coming. There's you don't want to come here to fall where you are. Stand before God tonight. Where would you stand?
calling. And I can't promise you that'll be here in an hour. There's a sad day coming, a sad day coming. There's a sad sure day coming by and by. When the sinner shall you still depart, I know you not. Are you ready for that day? thinking about this last night as I went back to the house and I laid down and tried to go to sleep. That rich man he preached about last night, he had plans for the next day, didn't he? Had plans for the future. I think I'll tear my bars down. Feels great. Got all this that's in my hands. I need somewhere to put it. But I think the Bible says that his soul was required of him that night. And all those plans went to somebody else. Somebody else took those barns and those goods and everything that's left. I want you to understand something tonight. Everything you've got in this world is nothing. Nothing. If you leave here tonight, you're not taking one thing with you. You're leaving it to somebody. If ain't nobody to leave it to, it goes to the state. But you ain't taking it with you. You've got one thing tonight in your possession. And I'm going to be frank with you, it's the only thing God wants. We've got preachers preaching about God wants your money, God wants this. So I tell you, God's looking for a man to humble himself before Almighty God, and to give Him His soul. God gave that to you. He could take it tonight. You'd be unprepared to meet it. My heart's still trembling. Just as fearful as I've ever been in this world. Because I'm afraid if you take hold of that door handle back there and you walk out of this door, God will liable to say it's enough. I'm not trying to scare you tonight. If what you've heard in the last night or two don't scare you, I don't know what's going to. I saw folks just like you. Just like you. Under the convicting power of God, I saw a man one time drunk a fifth of liquor. He's as sober as I am tonight. Said at his table, it's sitting there empty. He told my dad and two other men, and I was present there in that house. He said, God's a deal with me, and he said, I've tried to drink him away. And he said, I can't even get drunk. He is just as sober as I am right now. I will tell you something, that man turned God away. And as far as I know, 
God never spoke to him again. Never. How close do you have to be? Man asked you that question last night. Brother Harold Cable used to sing a song, an old song. Hey, folks, gonna die. Brother, I mean, with the well of water. It's right there. They're gonna die of thirst. When God's got that, you could drink tonight. It's present tonight. They ain't not done all up your life doing, brother. Tonight you can.